if you're thinking about getting plastic surgery, I want you to listen to this episode because I had plastic surgery and it's not a topic that I love talking about. Um, I, I don't know if I'm embarrassed by it. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed by it. Yeah, I uh, it's I know it's not socially acceptable for a man to do it, but I did. And now that we're nine years removed, I need you to hear how I think plastic surgery change my life today. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. So welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. It's a weird one to start with if you're brand new, but this is a podcast that I do with my mom, Nancy Yancey, who is a saint. She's like literally, I know everyone thinks they have the best mom, but I literally do. And she kind of co-hosts this show with me. So let's say hello to her. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I need you to truly understand the jankiness of this operation because as we are starting to grow this show, I feel like our ugly is going to start hanging out if we're not careful. Okay. (laughs) Eventually one day we're going to have to take this podcast seriously because today, literally the episode almost was not be able to be produced because we're just a janky ass podcast. Now, let me brag because over the last couple of months, if you want to look at podcasting stats, like, yeah, we've had over 250,000 downloads in three months, which, you know, podcasters would die for. Uh, we were voted the number 15 podcast in uh, podcast magazine or whatever it was, which is so cool. We have so almost cool. a thousand five star reviews on Apple Podcast. I mean, this is not a brag. This is just to show you that, like, <laughs> You guys have been so awesome in supporting us. I just want to make sure we can live up to the hype that you are are building. So to, about an hour ago, I get a frantic text from my mom. And mom, what was the issue that we had going into today's show? <laughs> so I said, we may need a plan B for today because my friend Kim needs her mic to do some <laughs> voiceover work. So I've been borrowing her mic since we started but she is an actress and she does voiceovers a couple of times a year. And so I thought, uh oh, I don't know how long she needs this mic. I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to get it to her right away. And so I said, I'll be right over. I boxed it up. I took it to her. I left it with her. And then, fortunately, an hour later, she texted me back and said, I'm all done. If you need it again, I was like, whoo. <laughs> You're like, I'm in the driveway. I've just been sitting here. <laughs> I said, I'll be right over. And she said her voiceover had to be in by five o'clock. Oh. And her, her son was having to te- help her with all her technical issues, too. Yeah. And we were laughing about being in our 60s yeah. and doing these crazy things. Well, but what yeah. terrifies me, though, is you realize that because we're so janky that we don't even have a second mic for my mom full time that at any time the rug can get pulled out from under us and this podcast can go down because my mom is literally using her friend's mic. So my mom and I decided like in that moment, I was like, okay, this can be really problematic because uh, I'm starting to, I'm really trying to now, now that I feel like we've got a good foundation for the show and how it operates and I've got the merch store and the certified fans, uh, kind of operating the way it needs to. My next step is to 
welcome in new advertisers. And over the next couple of weeks, you guys are going to be introduced to some to help you go and support. And uh, so the last thing I can do, the last thing I want to do is go back to an advertiser and be like, hey, I'm going to have to comp you a day because my mom's friend had to use her microphone. So thank you for your <laughs> – thank you for your – <laughs> your your business, but uh, my mom's friend was busy with the mic. We don't have two mics; we only have one mic. So it's uh, mm. it is a janky operation. Now I'll tell you, it was part two of this. Was so then I'm like, okay, mom. My mom has been nice enough to because honestly, like we're not making a lot of money, but my mom has been generous enough to buy her own microphone, right? So, which thank you for that, by the way. Because uh-huh. I don't have the I don't have the the budget right now to buy anything extra. Like it just this is a shoestring budget. I'm still <laughs> trying to invest in merch, and this, my money's just tied up everywhere else right yeah, now. Oh, honey, I, I'm retired on a fixed income, but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, when this takes off, I keep saying when Ellen hears about this podcast, we're going to be fine. So don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Um, so um, when so then I'm like, okay, well, let me because I I told you guys a couple of podcasts ago about freeshipping.com, right? That's not this is not a plug. It should be, <laughs> and how I'm able to save a lot of money, and I was able the mics that that we needed about 130 bucks, and I was like, okay, but I can do better because if you know me, I'm very thrifty, and I'm not going to settle for retail price. <laughs> so I was able to find the mic for about 68 dollars, but. I knew by doing this, I'd have to show my mom how to do that because it's a couple of different steps and use freeshipping.com because you have to click <laughs> on the link and then find it and send in the forms. And so I was like, let me just, I, um, the best option to do if for a 30 year old would be to hop on a Zoom call and just, I can watch her and kind of talk her through it. But then I instantly <laughs> remembered that she's never used Zoom before. And that took an extra, what, 30 minutes to try to get you on today? At least. <laughs> But my friend Allison that wanted me to Zoom call with her six months ago is going to be so happy. I know. I send her an invite tomorrow. (laughs) Now you're set up. You're set up. You can do it. But if you go, I don't know if it'll still be up by the time. You'd have to like listen to this day of. But my mom texting me back and forth trying to figure out how to get on Zoom was really funny. So we go through this whole process, right? It's been a whole now now a day venture. I'm like, okay, we got to get a mic. We got to get this set up. We get on. We on Best Buy. And the damn mic sold out. <laughs> so <laughs> we literally just wasted about 45 minutes After of our all day today. That. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm good. I yeah, have nothing I'm, going on. <laughs> well, I'm just glad Kim, who didn't need her mic too much longer, we really would have been. I, I was trying to think about I don't know what we're going to do. I don't really have a plan B. So we just got to. <laughs> I just got to figure it out. Just got to figure it out. Um, I want to play a video for you, mom, because I kind of want your, and this one's going to be a little longer than we're, than we're used to, because, you know, I have been a mama's boy my whole life. Like I am, I am my mom's son for sure. And I just think she's the greatest thing in the whole entire world. And I have my whole life tried to take the negative connotation of a mama's boy out of the word because I think somebody that loves their mom so much and thinks that she's the greatest, like, I don't know what the harm in that is, but it's still like, Oh, you're a mama's boy. <laughs> well, somebody sent me this video and I want to play it for you, mom. Cause I kind of want your, your rebuttal on this. So Steve Harvey, it did a, he's got a talk. Show. I don't have a show still on or not. This is from 2018, but he did a whole show on, uh, or a, a little segment on mama's boys and oh. how they're just like awful. So oh. I'm going to play a little bit of Steve Harvey's show and I want to get your, your feedback on this. Okay, mom. Okay. I'm ready. 
You know, when you open yourself up and you fall in love, right, everybody wants to be in love, I'm assuming. If you don't, that's cool. You don't have to be. <laughs> but if you, if you think you're falling in love with a man and then you suddenly realize that you end up with this immature man-child. <laughs> Ladies, have you ran up into a man-child before? <laughs> or a mama's boy? Somebody you thought, you saw him, you went, oh my God, look at this. Then you got to know him and you went, oh my God. <laughs> now, I got some ways to tell if you done messed up and got yourself a mama's boy. <laughs> now, what you got to do is, it starts with what words he say. This is how you know you dating a mama's boy. If he starts every sentence with, my mama said, <laughs> oh, it don't take long, ladies. My mama said, once you hit that about three times, you should, you should get out this relationship. <laughs> and here's another way. Every day, not someday, every day, I'm FaceTiming with my mama. You want to say hi? <laughs> I just said hi to your mama yesterday. <laughs> Don't nobody want to say hi to your mama FaceTime every day. Then you get real nice with him. Relationship and went to the next level. It then got real sexy up in there. You've been messing around more than 90 days. Next thing you know, you think it's about time. You got it on your mind. You about to spend the night. He look over at you and say, I don't know if you could stay over here because my mama got a key. <laughs> your mama got a key. <laughs> Here's another one you dating a mama's boy. You know, I wish I could say I'm surprised, but my mama said you was gonna say that. <laughs> this is the last one. I don't know how to tell you this, but you're not gonna be around long once my mama hear about this. <laughs> then she turn around and go, I don't know how to tell you this, but you right. <laughs> you are right. There you go. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, <laughs> I guess I was, I, I've never been like embarrassed of our relationship um, by any means, <laughs> but I kind of, I kind of want your rebuttal to the, the Steve Harvey mama's boy explanation. <laughs> well, I would say if you had a mama like that, yeah, your partner <laughs> ought to be real, real concerned, but I am not that kind of mama. To my mama's boy. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I don't really feel like you interfered at all in my marriage. Do you? Do you feel like that you? No. Overstepped or crossed any boundaries, or were you no. the reason for my divorce? No. Or <laughs> no, I hope not. Certainly, I hope not. No, that's your relationship with your partner. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. No. I remember that um, my so my mom came out here when I was uh, getting divorced, and 
she she was like, well, I'm just going to like keep some clothes out here and I'll just put them in the, because there's no point. Like she, she's going to fly back and forth a lot. You know, then she's already got clothes here. You have to worry about packing a bag and blah, blah, blah. Um, Having so, someone help me with my carry on on the plane. I'm always right. looking around like, I hope there's some nice, kind person here who will help me put easier. this in there, right? Yeah. yeah it's just a lot easier to like just have clothes here. Sure. But then Maggie, for Maggie, was like giving my mom shit. She was like, you can't, you can't leave clothes. What was she saying? <laughs> she said, if I were with a guy and I looked in the closet and I saw my mom's clothes, I would be freaked out. I would be like... <laughs> No way. (laughs) (laughs) But Maggie, yeah. In your case, my clothes are in your guest room closet. So, no one that you were dating, if you had them over for the night, should be sleeping in your guest room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's where all the people that spend the night in my house sleep. That's how it goes. I just put them in the the guest bedroom. Uh, Sure. Um, I, I I want I want to ask that question about the implication of a mama's boy. And usually, you know, we talk a lot about relationships on this show and like what's it like to be married and you know, call in if you're in a relationship. We don't really talk to single people a lot on this show. Right. So let's do it. Let's do a topic for single people right now, which is what is your when you hear the word mama's boy? Like, what does that mean to you? Is it an automatic turnoff? Are you like, oh, I can't, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. You can be honest. Don't feel like it, just because that the title, it's in the title of this podcast. You can't be honest about it. Uh, or what is your connotation of a mama's boy? Because uh, I'm set out to change that stigma. Like, I love the sweatshirt that we have right now over in the merch store that says, I love mama's boys. Mm -hmm. I wish everybody would wear that because I really just want it to be a thing where mama's boys are cool. Like, make it, make it cool. Make it a thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, yes, um, it is cool. I mean, you learn how to treat women (laughs) from your mama. (laughs) No, it's true. As your mom, right? I mean, we're your first teachers about how to treat women. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's very true. I know. Absolutely. I know. Anyway, I just wanted your, your feedback on that. Not, and, to and call that it not to mention that you're divorced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bad, a bad time to, to bring that back up. Um, 888-Kramer8. 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. Uh, single people. What is your connotation of a mama's boy? What is that? Like, if I say, like, hey, I'm a mama's boy, are you instantly like, Ugh, or is that something that you can respect? And you don't have to be single. I mean, I think just women in general. What do you think? What's that word mean to you? And we'll get it up on uh, on the show. Mm, this week. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear that. Uh, I want to take care of a couple of things really quick. Um, number one is I, I've got a few things tomorrow on the show. I was going through my notes on my phone the other day and I found the note that I wrote to my ex-wife the day that she told me she wasn't happy. And this was on our anniversary trip that we had taken up to Big Bear, what, two, three or three years ago? Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to I want to bring this to the show tomorrow is because a lot of people that are going through a divorce that they turn to me uh, because I guess I'm just so open about it. But I want to go from like my mindset that day where I saw my marriage falling apart and 
now to today and the difference of human, because even going back and reading that, I'm like, wow, that's like, I was not like in a good place. That's a really hard mm-hmm. thing to hear when your significant other says, I'm not happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And to be able to document, I didn't, I didn't realize I still had that on my phone. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. So tomorrow on the show, we're going to do that. Now, another big date for this show, January, I'm not January. <laughs> <laughs> January. Uh, we're planning way ahead or way behind. Uh-huh. We're probably way behind. <laughs> um, July the 20th, which is two Mondays from now. I am finally going to tell you the story about what happened with Margarita Fest. Now, that was a big question mark of my 2019 where we had to give you kind of a BS answer on the air. But I want to open up about it and just kind of get it all cleared up because I know you have a lot of questions about what happened because it was it seemed like it was one thing, then all of a sudden it turned into the other thing, and we kind of had to go up and listen. And, and I was... It was a, it was a super messy situation. It was where I, the the premise and those that already know the story, the the premise of the story is my ex wife showed up to uh, one of our station events, and she was there with this now new boyfriend of hers, and it it played out on social media, and it was uh, to me one of the factors of like if somebody's got to get cut in budget cuts, why I could be on that chart, you know, like mm-hmm. of people because it just turned into a mess unbeknownst to me it i like it's such a wild story so july the 20th two mondays from now uh we're gonna open up about that story uh now one more thing for housekeeping is we this whoop whoop business is (laughs) (laughs) we're in the business of whoop whoops mom i'm sorry i had no idea it would be so exciting to so many people to get a whoop whoop well, <laughs> so if you're new to the show, um, we, we have a certified fans program, which is your way to uh, financially support our uh, our podcast. And maybe one day we can buy my mom a microphone if, you know, we can make enough money. Uh, so we what uh, my mom one time. But this is like weeks into it said whoop whoop when I mentioned one of the certified fans and then everyone else was like, why didn't I get a whoop whoop after my name? And so now it's just become a thing. I didn't keep track who's gotten who hasn't. And I sent out an email today to try to get new fans to join the, the, uh, the, the fan club. And now so now it's starting to build up of like new people. But I'm like, I don't want to give new people the whoop whoops yet. Let me make sure we've, we've cleared off everybody else now because I think we have how many people pending right now? Mom, seven. So yep. seven people seven, that we're going we're to get Seven to. that have reported you to me I know. So on our certified <laughs> members page. Just trying my best over here. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's let's give let's give some shout outs because I don't have the list, but can you give the names and the whoop whoops at the same time? You know I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Right. Okay, ready. Here we first, go. And I'm really excited about this because it's a guy. Not that I don't love yeah, it's girls. Good. I do love girls, but it's fun to have guys too. Okay, Donald S. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Carissa R. Whoop whoop. Lucy G. Whoop whoop. Mary D. Whoop whoop. <laughs> April Marie. Whoop whoop. Aned C. Whoop whoop. And Ruby R. Whoop, whoop. Love yeah. you forever, certified fans. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you for uh, for being a certified fan. It's funny. I just had a moment. Like every now and then I have moments like where I like flash back, you know, as I'm sitting here in this illustrious uh, broadcasting career, you know, and like putting on, you know, working for one of the biggest radio companies in the, in the country and in one of the biggest cities. And then now I, I fast forward. My mom's over here whoop whooping. It's just, it's funny. Life so. And you're in your bedroom. So you're in yeah. your, your guest bedroom, and I'm in my yeah. library with my friend's <laughs> microphone. <laughs> Life's funny, uh, isn't it, darling? It's, it's Life funny. is it's such funny a that funny, way. such a funny. So, thank you for all of our certified fans. Appreciate mm-hmm. you so much, so, so, so much. And if you want to become a certified fan, you will get a whoop-whoop. We just got to make sure we can you know, catch everybody <laughs> up. Uh, just text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, okay? 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. And we will uh, show you our appreciation back for you as well. Uh, well, shout out to everybody with anxiety because I am having I am having an episode the last couple of days, man. I I've kind of been playing this game where I've had this reassurance, I guess, this safety blanket, if you will, or safety net under me, where I'm like, oh, it's fine. Like I still have five months of severance left and i'm like oh well, it's fine i've got four months of severance left and it's like okay three two one it's like i got a month i got a month of things are starting to open back up it's fine now i'm literally down into single digits of of uh of severance and i feel like that that blanket <laughs> has been pulled out from under me <laughs> and so i uh, it, it just hit me it hit me all of a sudden like when i realized like the date of what it was i have been having this terrible anxiety of like Oh wait, this is like the time that I told I told myself what I wasn't going to get to and now I think I'm officially here and I've just over the weekend went into this panic mode of so now what? If I kept telling myself I was never going to hit July 15th, uh well, now that I've hit it, now what? <laughs> I, ne- I never thought I'd get here in the first place, right? I'll, I'll get a job mm-hmm. or, oh, this podcast is going to take off or mm-hmm. it's, it's fine. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many mm-hmm. times have we said that in the last three months? And now here mm-hmm. at OL, nine more days. But mm-hmm. uh, so what is, can I get some mom wisdom on hitting the place that you didn't know, didn't think you were ever going to hit in the first place? Just in general, like what do you say to people that, always say I won't get there, but then what happens when they actually get to that place that mm-hmm. they were or never thought they would get to in the first place, right? For six months, mm-hmm. I've been sitting here like, I'll never get to it. Like I'll find a job by then or I'll, you know, I'll, I'm, I won't, um, you know, my spouse and I might be, you know, we might be going through counseling, but we won't get divorced. Like we'll get through this or I, I'm the king of just pushing things off like that where it's like, I can, I can try to think positive but what happens when like, and by the way, this is not worst case scenario for me. Like, I don't no, want to, it's not critical illness, but I'm just trying to say no. like, if you spend that time and you think positively and you're like, I'm going to get through this, but mm-hmm. you know, as long as I don't hit this point, then I'll be okay. But then you finally hit that point. Mm-hmm. Never lose hope. Never lose hope. Always know that tomorrow may be a better day. That it's going to be a better day. Think of it. Think of it positively. Tomorrow is going to be a better day, and never lose hope. Be present with what is. Accept what is. Count your blessings, and just never, never lose hope. Never lose hope. 
I, um, I, you know, this isn't really a, a Christian podcast. I try to leave it kind of spiritually neutral uh, because I don't want to, I, I don't want to be the, uh, I think everyone's got their own spiritual path. And I don't think that my viewpoints view or anyone else's viewpoints uh, should influence yours. But I, I did, um, I, there's, there's a lot of Christian principles that I, I think are, are really awesome. And I was hanging out with a friend yesterday and she said something that was really cool. She said to me, she said, she's, she's been kind of going through a hard time too with the divorce and just, you know, trying to figure life out from, you know, post-divorce too. And mm-hmm. she said to me, she goes, I, you know, I just keep praying because I don't think that God put me on this earth for things to be terrible forever. Right. I'm like, right. Mm, that's interesting. No. That's a good way to look no. at it. God only wants good for all of us. God you know, only wants good for then? all of us to teach us I'm what like, we need to know to lead our best lives. Mm-hmm. But to know that God is always there in control and that God will take us through it and will lead us where we need to go when we have learned the lessons that we need to learn to be the best that we can be. Well, I'm going to need God to look over my severance package one more time to realize that my <laughs> God <laughs> my will coming up pretty quick. So that reminds me of today's quote, which is from Lao Tzu. And it is, do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That is the that is the the million dollar question, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the good thing if you're you know, I'm 37. Uh, when I was, I was to go back 10 years. When I was 27, I, I don't think I could have done this as well. I don't think you have enough life experience to, you know, not freak out over everything. Which I mean, mm-hmm. Maggie's a great example <laughs> of that. Um, but I think that like the more things you go through, like like I know that I'm going to get through this, and I'm not gonna, I mean, I'm not gonna die. You know, like I'm not gonna die. No. Nobody does lost their job has ever died. Well, I'm sure they have, but not because they lost their job. Uh, I'm not going to go homeless. I'm not going to, I'm going to be fine. But mm-hmm. it's that it, people with anxiety, you know, it's like you can logically figure the whole thing out, but illogically is the real battle. That's where it's like, you've got to take the time and the patience to really get that inner voice in check. Because if you don't, and that kind of leads you down that other path of like, well, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. How am I going to afford this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to mm-hmm. do that? You know? Absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. You have to be patient and trust the universe. Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? And think of the things in your life that have happened when you least expected them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why it's so important to every day say it's fine. Everything's fine. It's uh, fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. Love you forever. Uh, when we get back, it's been now nine years, almost to the day that I had plastic surgery. And looking back now, would I do it again? Is it worth morphing your body? For all those people like, I would feel so much better if I only had plastic surgery. Well, we'll, we'll debate this next for the moment in Kramer history. 
A moment in Kramer history! Yeah, it's a moment in Kramer history. We look back on my illustrious radio career. Really, most of the segments we look at because the stuff we got away with. We were so wild when I first started doing morning radio. It's fun to look back and typically cringe over these moments. Today's going to be a little bit different because it was a time that was pretty serious. For me, probably one of the hardest things I had to talk about, you know, up until 2011. I mean, that was like probably one of the most difficult things I had to deal with. And that was the time that I got plastic surgery. And honestly, I don't really love talking about it still. It's not like one of my favorite topics. I'm not really embarrassed by it, but I just... (sighs) I guess I am kind of embarrassed by it. If I'm just being 100% honest, I feel like as a dude, it's like not well respected, right? Women go and get a boob job and it's fine, but guys get plastic surgery and it's different. Uh, And this is back in 2011, almost to the day, 2011, in a moment in Kramer history back in Panama City, Florida. Usually when I come in for a conversation on the show, I've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. I know how I'm going to get into it. I know how I'm going to deal with it. And I know. Why are you taking that off? I don't want to take calls on this. I really don't. What if somebody's calling I do, with support? I, I really don't want to take no, calls okay. on this. I really don't. If you don't mind. No, that's fine. The, Listen, we I'm want telling to set you, the like, stage for comfort for you. That's right, right. I've got to feel completely comfortable to talk about this. Okay. So I really have no idea how I'm going to get into this or out of this conversation. So I'm really just going to talk from my heart. Okay. I think that's going to be, that. be the best thing to do because that's going to be the most sincere. Okay. So the first memory I have of this instance is sixth grade. Okay. And I remember being at the YMCA with some of my friends. Mm -hmm. And the one line that I still remember to this day is, do you have a top for that bathing suit? And I think that just kind of started the the ball rolling downhill. One of those seeds that kind of sticks in your brain. Yeah. Um, And it it really didn't stop. Um, That's just one of the instances, though, that sticks out. Now, since then... I've gone through a major body issue my whole entire life about mm-hmm. having what some may consider, I just hate the term, man boobs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, for years, for years, I thought that, man, if I could just lose weight, mm-hmm. I could get rid of them. Right. I mean, it, I went through a phase, honestly, where I almost went into an anorectic state. Yeah. I've seen pictures. It's not pretty. Where I, I was so desperate to get rid of my child. I would try to you know, work out. I would try to build my chest up. But I still had it, okay? So about a year ago, I decided to look into what's going on here. You mm-hmm. know, why is it that I can do nothing? Now, keep in mind, I if you saw me, it's funny because over the last couple of weeks, I've been asking people, you know, do you really think that I have a big chest? Right. And most people say no, you know, mm-hmm. but then again, it's... Everyone's trying to be nice. Everyone's trying to be nice. Well, no, really that, that's an awkward it's, conversation. It's a very awkward conversation. Yeah. But I wanted to see some people that I really trusted, you know, I, I would go and I would ask the question and just mm-hmm. kind of see how they would respond. Um, I have a condition called gynecomastia, which is an excess of breast tissue, um, which actually a lot of guys suffer from. Yeah. And I have decided that tomorrow I am going to go and I'm going to have that removed. Um, it really comes down to so many years of suffering with it. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a picture of it, it just, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's, it, the reason I feel bad is because there's so many issues in this world. There's so there are people that are going to lose a leg. Or yeah. Can't see. 
It's a shallow thing to be upset about, but it's a really big insecurity with me. And so, uh, like I said, about uh, about six months ago, I found out what the price was, and right. I've been saving up. And now, what was it that made you finally say, "Okay, it's time for me to do this"? When I realized it was nothing I can do. When I realized that I could work out as much as I want, mm-hmm. and I would be skinny everywhere else, but I'm still going to have what you would consider m- man boobs. Right. Right. Um, so I finally just said, you know. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to suffer with this? Right. You know? now, because is it worth going through the day to day? Is it worth it to me? Right. If I have the money to do it, if I prepare for this, sure. I'm not a big plastic surgery person, but I'm also, it's hard to say that when you have to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror every day and yes. feel bad about yourself. Right. And I know it. Well, especially knowing that you could do something. That I could do something about right. it. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, it's not a very hard procedure. Um, there is, it's part liposuction, part they're going to, this is the part that freaks me out, they're going to cut underneath my nipple and actually have to cut breast tissue out. Um, Sounds painful. Is it painful? I, I've heard it's it's not as bad as it sounds. It's not as bad as getting breast implants mm-hmm. okay. for a woman. So Because okay. I know that um, you know a lot of you have breast implants, so that's a, kind of a, a way to put it. But Dr. Nunnery is the one that's going to be doing it. I know that a lot of you guys have gone to Dr. Nunnery. Great yeah. guy. Full, great things have about Have 100% him. trust in the guy. Right. But uh, I'm hoping that, you know, this is going to be what I need. And it just sounds so shallow. You no, have it's not. And this is, it, just, this is, this it just sounds so bad. It doesn't. This is why I wanted to wait to have this discussion with you on the air. Because you've been saying that, you know, since you made the decision. And you told us a while ago this, this is what you were going to do. Yeah. Ever since I have known you, you have always told me that if there's a way for you to make yourself happy and it's in your means to do it, then you need to do it. Because, yes, people are dying at wars and there's someone who's losing their leg. But at the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning, that doesn't matter. You're looking at yourself. And if you're not happy with it and if there's something you can do to change it, then you should do it. Why not? And I think, you know, when people say, well, I'm not a supporter of plastic surgery, there's a difference between, um, you know, just getting it to get it and getting it to actually give your inner self uh, that boost. Because for, for a lot of people, you know, they'll wake up and they'll look in the mirror and they'll say, why couldn't I have, you know, been born with a smaller this, bigger that, different this. And so for those people who day after day, it really beats down your psyche. Yeah. So that I feel like is a different plastic surgery than someone who's like, mm, what could I get done today? Right. right. Most definitely. And there's a part two to that segment. Maybe we can listen to it next week. Uh, I don't really remember how the whole thing went. It's been so long now. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. So here we are and it's been nine years and I, Here's what I my deduction from everything. I mean, I'm I'm I did it. Um, and honestly, listening back to it, I'm so glad we didn't have to do the surgery the way they said we were going to have to. They were going to have to like take my nipple off or cut under my nipple or something. But he didn't actually didn't have to. He actually used. He went in through the side of my chest and was able to like melt the tissue away and then just suck it out. So it wasn't as gnarly as it sounded on that on that clip. I don't really remember recovery time or what it was like. I remember I had to like wear a band like around my chest, like compression for a little while, but I don't remember it being like awful. Um, so the biggest thing that changed afterwards was I was always, I always had to wear an undershirt under every shirt I wore t-shirt, polo shirt, 
uh, any uh, dress shirt. I always would wear a uh, a tank top. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a t-shirt kind of like compress my chest, but I don't have to do that anymore. So that's nice. Um, I don't know that I feel that much better as a human being. And that's what I try to tell people when it comes to plastic surgery. I don't know that it like changed my life, you know, but it's hard to say because I don't, I don't, I didn't progress. I think, and I still have body image issues. I always think I'm fat. I always think that I, uh, that I still have man boobs. Like I always like mentally go through these things. I think it's such, so much more important to do the mental work and every body situation is different. But if you're asking me, like, was it so dramatically different? It's hard to answer that question because I guess I still have like this body dysmorphia, of myself anyway. So, uh, should you do it? Should you get plastic surgery? That's on you. You know, uh, I, I, I just, I'm telling you from my experience, I don't know that you're going to come out on the other side feeling that much better knowing that like the work really has to be done in your brain. Like if you don't like your body, you're probably not going to like your body before you're going to find something else or it's not going to be right. Uh, that's my experience. Anyway, if you had plastic surgery and you want to weigh in on that too, 888 Kramer 8. I know some people are really private about it, but to me, I'm just kind of like, whatever. Uh, but 888 Kramer 8. Like, when you had plastic surgery, did it like, do you dramatically feel better? Because, I mean, I do. I mean, I, I, I'm more confident in, in sense, but not like I'm still not like running down the beach with my shirt off, like, look at me. <laughs> That's what I kind of thought I was, <laughs> that was going to happen. So, all right, let's look, at, look at the good news. Here we go. All right, this is a follow-up story to... Oh, by the way, this is the good news. And we do this at the very end of every show. And it's to put a spotlight on the good stuff happening too. Because trust me, I'm the king of bad news. Like I can... I, 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 a thousand great things can be going on in the world. Or even better, better example is I can... Let's say I, I post a picture on Instagram. And I get 99 nice comments. I get one mean comment. I'm like, oh my god. So I... I want to put a spotlight on all the good stuff that's going on in the world too, because I've seen like all we do is hear about the bad stuff. And here is a, a follow up to a story. If you guys have listened long enough, uh, there's a, a program that we talked about called One Day Sooner, right? These are people that have volunteered. It's an organization that where people have volunteered to take a vaccine for COVID nineteen, even not not like no idea like how the outcome is going to go or what the side effects may be, but they're willing to like put their lives on the line to find out can a vaccine or some type of treatment be effective against COVID-19, right? So you already know that part of the story, but I want to introduce you to a girl named April Simpkins. April lives here in San Diego, and she does not define herself as a risk taker, but She's saying, yeah, I'm part of this. I'm more than willing to step up with 130,000 other people and, and take this. She said, I'm young and healthy and don't see that much danger. <laughs> the coronavirus has been surging lately, and a trial like this could really help develop a vaccine sooner. Um, there's apparently 100 people here in San Diego that are also interested in taking this. So I want to give a shout out to anybody that's making any kind of progress. Personally, I I just have a hard time with medicine in general because my body's so sensitive. Go back to the Molly podcast, please. And anything I put in my body, 
I can have a, a, a freak out. So I'm not going to be the first person to like put my life on the line. Like this will, this will cure coronavirus. But the people that are saying, well, I'm like, yeah, like screw it. Like, let me just, just go forward and try this. So I have reached out to her on Instagram. I'm going to see if I can get her on the show. Cause I think that story is super fascinating for somebody that's willing just to put themselves forward, but anybody doing anything to like help the progress you know, even you, people that donated and said, I will, you know, donate a couple of bucks to the overnight nurses so that they can have a good, you know, a good night. I was so have a nice dinner. They're, they can feel appreciated. I mean, anybody that's doing anything to get us through this phase is so appreciated in my mind. And speaking of which leads us to our second story. How nice. What a nice transition. There is a Massachusetts-based nonprofit that is giving away wedding gowns to healthcare heroes in communities across the country. This group is called Brides Across America. They're known for giving away wedding dresses to military women and first responders. And now broaden its group that it serves amid the coronavirus pandemic to healthcare professionals who continue to work to save lives of COVID-19 patients. They said, we just want to give something back. And at least say, hey, we're thinking of you. They're putting their life on the line, just like the military or the first responders. So this is our way of giving back to them. We just thought it lined up nicely with our mission, which I think is great. I mean, it's really cool. Um, my question is, where are you wearing these dresses? <laughs> like, I, I've seen a couple of friends get married since the pandemic went down, but most of them are like tiny little ceremonies. So... I just don't know where you're going to wear this dress right now. Do you save it? Do you do a backyard thing? Like anybody actually listening, this would be interesting. Anybody listening right now, have you gotten married during the pandemic or have you gone to a wedding during the pandemic? And like, what does that look like? How are they doing it? How is it getting done? 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. I mean, I know a lot of people that have had to cancel their weddings, but not actually gone through with them. And since we had them on earlier, it only makes sense to bring them on here again. Uh, Steve Harvey and probably ask one of the most valid questions. Like, where did cussing come from? Like, where did it come from? Where did cussing come from? Where did cussing come from? It ain't start with me. You know, I have a theory. I think cussing started back with Moses. Now, listen to me. I don't think Moses cussed. I really don't. But the people around Moses, they ass was cussing. They had to, because Moses was doing some tripped out stuff. You saw the movie? <laughs> Moses had that stick, called it a staff, threw it on the floor, it turned into a snake. You know, good way of black people, oh shit, a snake? That son of a bitch made a snake. Then he took that same staff, when he was leading the slaves, running from Pharaoh across the desert, took that same stick, stuck it out over the sea, and parted the waters. You know, good and well, they were standing there going, now this is some bullshit right here. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell I'm going out in all that water right there. I can't swim, Moses. Man, shit, I'm gonna go on back be a slave, dog. I, I was real cool over there. And then, and then that big one. You remember that big miracle where they had them 5,000 people and they fed them? They ain't had but two fish and five loaves of bread. You know, good and well. <laughs> it was some people at the end of that line.
No, good and hell well, ain't going to be no fish when we get up here. Still seems to be the most prevalent topic on our show. Like, where did it come from? Okay, thank you so much for listening to the show today. Appreciate you so much. I really do. Like, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a part of your life and to share my life and for you to share yours with us. And it's uh, it's really special. It's one of those things I know I'll look back on in my life and be like, I'm so glad I had this opportunity to do the show with my mom. So thank you for supporting it. If you've got a few extra bucks a month and want to financially support it, just text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, where you support on the show nets. We want to make you a, a certified fan. The merch store is uh, is still there. It's, uh, it's, it's a kind of slim pickings right now. We're going to pick it back up again soon uh, when these things get produced so uh, 888-Kramer8 you can text the word uh, merch to that number and uh, and go from there okay thank you so much I love you and I'll see you tomorrow okay hi Kramer this is Rosalind calling from San Diego I wanted to call to let you know that I would love 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 to have your brother Brian come on and talk more about his journey and what he's doing and what he's learning about I'm really, really interested in that stuff. I'm looking into a lot of um, alternative healing and other types of things for myself as well. And would just love to find out what he's he's found and what he's going through and um, his inspirations, things like that, anything. So I appreciate you and I appreciate you bringing him on. Talk to you later and love you forever. Bye. Hey, Kramer. It's Eileen from Georgia. I actually just posted something on the Facebook group a few minutes ago about loving the podcast uh, today uh, with your brother, Brian. Um, I am definitely interested, um, probably more intrigued than interested. I don't know that it would be for me, but I'm, I'm really curious about his uh, new journey here with uh, the property that he's bought uh, in North Georgia. Uh, also, maybe, I don't know if you could do this or if it would be appropriate, but I wouldn't mind to hear more about uh, when he came out and uh, as gay. Uh, my daughter's childhood best friend, um, she's known her since grade school, and my daughter's 30 now. Anyway, her wedding, she was going to get married to her partner in August, but uh, they had to postpone it till next year because of COVID. So it does kind of hit home. It's not in my immediate family, but uh, my daughter's best friend is is like family to us so i know her parents have struggled a little bit with it uh, with her being gay so i just would cu- be curious to hear what your mother's take on that maybe that's a ask my mom segment anyway love your podcast can't believe we have 200 certified fans already that's awesome um good things are happening uh love what you do keep it up okay have a great evening bye okay that's it for today Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.